Hey there guys and welcome to Tips for Lawyers podcast episode 12. This one's going to be a good one, it's actually going to be in two parts and today we're going to have a talk about why everybody hates lawyers, a topic close to our hearts. I'm sure we've all experienced it, read about it, seen it, heard it, had it directed at us so I'm looking forward to getting into it. If you want to view the show notes of today's episode, then you can jump on to tipsforlawyers.com slash episode 012, and that'll give you some more detail, a little bit of a summary, and just an idea of what's coming next, what's coming before. And if you haven't seen the other episodes, you can get them through tipsforlawyers.com as well. Or you can go to iTunes. If you haven't subscribed and you're listening for the first time, you can get to Tips for Lawyers on iTunes at tipsforlawyers.com slash iTunes, and that'll take you straight through to the iTunes link. If you have been listening for a while and you're enjoying the episodes, then I really appreciate it if you could go onto iTunes and leave a five-star rating. That really helps a bit of visibility, helps me uh, get the podcast out there and lets people know about it and lets people know what you enjoy about it in particular. So I appreciate all those people who've done it so far. I'm not going to probably turn into one of those people who reads out the uh, comments or the positive remarks because that's just a little bit too embarrassing for my liking. So uh, thank you to people who do that. I really appreciate it. And if you haven't already, please do tipsforlawyers.com slash iTunes. So why does everybody hate lawyers? It's an interesting question. It's actually a question that came up out of a little survey I did recently on the website as to what kind of topics people would actually be interested in. And one of the things that came up a couple of times, which I was a little surprised about, but I'm happy to address, is anti-lawyer sentiment was the phrase that was used in one case. But essentially, it's why does everybody dislike lawyers? Now, let's be clear, not everybody dislikes lawyers, but there is a fair amount of anti-lawyer sentiment out there. So what are we talking about? We're not talking about hate in the really catastrophically bad sense of things. We're not talking about people finding out you're a lawyer and starting to throw stones at you or anything like that. But there is a deal of negativity associated with being a lawyer. Uh, In professional circles, it's generally viewed fairly positively. But amongst the public, more broadly, there is a lot of anti-lawyer sentiment. You might have come across it on TV. Uh, Certainly, that's pretty common. Uh, If you watch any current affairs shows or that kind of thing, then I'm sure you've come across it there. But you might have also read about it in the papers. You might have come across it from relatives. And you may have experienced it when you're talking to people that you meet for the first time or possibly with your own clients. If you've dealt with clients already as part of your practice, then you may have come across a little bit of negativity, a little bit of mistrust. And I think it's a good idea to understand where they came from to arrive at that fairly negative position. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're talking about some of the factors that actually come into play as to why people have that disdain, that dislike, that mistrust of lawyers as a profession, even before you've actually developed any relationship with them. They start from that negative mindset. Now, next time, what we're going to have a talk about is some strategies that you can actually implement to start building up trust, to start getting past that initial negative reaction, if you have the opportunity to with some people, and maybe a few bigger picture issues that you might be able to do to help create a more positive reflection of the profession at large. Uh, Because we shouldn't always necessarily think about our own individual components of the profession and our own individual practices. We do need to think as well about the profession as a whole and some things we can be doing as a body of young lawyers to contribute to the perceptions that people have of the legal profession. So 
Really, I wanted to talk today about two major categories of people who dislike lawyers, and they really fall into two uh, big picture issues. The first is the kind of people who dislike lawyers having had no negative experience with a lawyer. So they dislike lawyers because they dislike the concept of lawyers. They may not have necessarily had any involvement with a lawyer beyond something at the bare minimum level. They might have had one when they bought a house or something, but they probably haven't had necessarily any involvement. So their perception of what lawyers are like, of what lawyers do, of how lawyers function, and of what lawyers are likely to assist them with is framed around their conversations with other people. Maybe it's framed around stories they've heard. Maybe it's framed around television they've seen or books they've read or newspaper articles they've read. And so what they have is this view that lawyers as a profession are negative, despite their lack of experience themselves. And the second category of people we're going to talk about is the people who have previously had a negative experience with their actual lawyer. And that can be a difficult one to address because they've tried a lawyer out, they've put trust into this particular lawyer, and for some reason that relationship has failed. Maybe it was that the matter didn't go the way they thought, maybe they were charged too much money, and maybe various other things came up along the way that resulted in them not necessarily trusting their lawyer anymore, liking their lawyer anymore, and generally having a bit of a disdain for the profession at large. So let's talk about the first one for a couple of minutes. This is people who haven't necessarily had an experience with lawyers. So what is it that they're actually concerned about? What is the feedback that they're getting that makes them immediately get on guard when you tell them you're a lawyer? Because that's what you notice, isn't it? Sometimes when you're talking to people, you tell them you're a lawyer and all of a sudden there's that pause, there's that look in their face, there's that initial skepticism. It's like, oh, I better watch what I say. Now, the other flip side, of course, is sometimes they ask you for free legal advice about something that you have no clue about, but that's not what we're talking about today. So what they generally seem to do is they shy away. They get a little bit concerned. They start watching their language a little bit. You know, it's the people who have that mistrust. That's what you're really looking for. And by and large, that comes because their experience with lawyers is through third parties. Now, you've got to think a little bit about here about what people talk about. People talk about experiences they have that are emotionally relevant to them. Their experiences that they have that have had a significant impact on them. And so if these are people who haven't necessarily had direct contact with lawyers but know people who have, that's going to be a powerful indicator to them of what lawyers are like. So all it takes really is for them to have had one conversation with a brother or a sister or a mother or a cousin or a friend, and that person having told them, relayed to them the story of this really bad experience. And all of a sudden, that becomes their framework of how they view lawyers. They go, oh, I had someone I knew who had a lawyer who charged them $10 million to collect $1,000 on a simple debt collection, and so I don't trust lawyers anymore. In reality, they haven't necessarily had that experience. The story may or may not be true, but that is the framework in which they're operating because that's all they've heard. That's all they know. And you see how powerful that is because that's why social media works. That's why advertising on social media works. And if you look at Facebook, for example, the kinds of ads you can do on Facebook and the kinds of ads you get on Facebook, there are ways of targeting ads on Facebook that simply look at friends of people who have liked a particular page. 
So if you have a friend who has liked a particular page, then you are a target for advertising on that. And the reason that they know that works is because Facebook will tell you, John Smith likes this page. Jane Smith likes that page. And when you see your friend having liked that page, you immediately become more interested in it because you know they share common interests with you. You know they might have similar uh, values as you. You might know they have similar demographics as you. And all of a sudden, your interest is piqued. But the same thing works in reverse. If people have conversations with others that they share things with and those people are sharing negative experiences, then they're more likely to take them on as their own views and they're more likely to adopt those views as their own. So the first thing in determining why people hate lawyers is to have a look at what is their actual space that they're functioning in. What is the issue that has resulted in them taking that view when they've had no direct experience themselves? By and large, it's going to be because the information they've been fed has all been negative. Because the reality of legal practice, at least many areas in legal practice, is that most people don't go around talking about good experiences with lawyers. And I know we like to think in marketing circles that some of our clients go around telling all their friends how great we are, but the reality is they don't. And partially, the reason is that people get out of lawyers what they expected to get. So if The best you can do as a lawyer often is to meet expectations because if the client went in, they said, I want to sell this property, you successfully sold the property, then they got what they expected. But if anything goes wrong along the way, whether your fault or otherwise, then things start to have a mismatch between what their expectation was. But it can really only go down because their expectation was that the thing would happen smoothly, they would get their money and everything would turn out nicely in the end. It's very difficult to go above and beyond that expectation to the extent where you're actually going to provide more than what they expected in the first place. In particular, it's difficult in litigation because of the sense of entitlement that comes with plaintiffs in litigation and the sense of uh, unhappiness that comes from defendants in litigation. Now, to an extent, we're excluding here professionals uh, and people who are experienced in legal services because they have a bit more of an understanding about the practicalities of legal services. So we're mostly talking about individuals and people who haven't necessarily had a wide exposure. And so what you find is that negative stories spread very widely and very quickly, but positive stories are very difficult to get. The most you will get out of a positive story was, this person seemed good, they were cheap, they were nice, they were accessible, which is a big one, and we'll talk about that more next week. But you do find, by and large, that people will spread negative stories rather than positive ones. And you see that on the news and you see that in the papers as well. You don't really see in the papers the stories about how lawyers devote thousands upon thousands of hours to pro bono services or giving away things to charity. Some big law firms sponsor charity events, but that's how they get the media. People don't spread it voluntarily. So that is the issue in my mind to people who haven't come across legal services is that their exposure is so negative. But what about the other side of the equation? What about people who've actually had a negative experience with the lawyer? And this really comes down to an issue of trust because these are people who have had legal experiences. Now, it really depends in terms of what's gone wrong and why they don't like lawyers as to just how bad that experience actually was and what it related to because everything can be a little bit different. So let's have a look at a few examples. Um, The main reason people go to lawyers is to address a problem they have 
to give them some advice that they need in relation to a particular issue or to achieve a particular outcome in relation to a transaction. Those really cover the ambit of issues that people will see lawyers. I know I'm sure there's going to be some outliers in there, but uh, by and large, those are the three main catalysts for people to come and see a lawyer. So let's, for example, take a look at a transaction and we'll take a straightforward one like standard buying property or selling property. Okay, little commercial cottage somewhere, house and land, pretty straightforward. So they go with the expectation that they will pay whatever fixed fee has been agreed. They saw an ad somewhere, $350 or whatever, fixed fee conveyancing. They went in and then what happened was, because they didn't read their engagement letter, because no one ever reads the engagement letter, there were some requests for extensions along the way or there was a covenant on the property or something like that. And the lawyer wrote to them and said, as a result of the covenant on the property, uh, we're going to charge you another $100. So basically they've increased their fees by 30%. Now, strictly speaking, as a matter of contract, the lawyer might have been entitled to do that because the person didn't really read their contract properly. They didn't understand that if anything funny happened, then the lawyer was entitled to charge more. However, to that person, that experience has immediately become negative. So they have had a direct negative experience because it cost them more than what they expected in the first place. So that is one that comes up every day of the week. It especially comes up in money. So managing expectations, the expectation game, and I mentioned it before as to how difficult it is to manage that is a critical component in how the individual has arrived at the negative position. And next week when we talk a little bit more about how to actually start addressing these things, we're going to spend a little bit of time on managing expectations because that's such a critical component as to why people have come out of issues with law firms and previous experiences with lawyers in a negative fashion. And in terms of expectations, the ones that come up most frequently are these. Money, and I've already dealt with one example there, but legal services costing more than what they thought it was going to cost in the first place. That is a huge issue. It's a very difficult issue to manage. And by far, it is one of the most common complaints people have about lawyers because we're expensive to begin with and we don't generally get much cheaper as time goes on. So things are expensive in the legal field. And if you've got a charge out rate, I mean, we become used to it very quickly. We really do. We, we become accustomed to the fact that every six minutes of our time costs $40 or something like that. But if you think about it, that's insane. It's insanely expensive to engage legal services. And so things that we take for granted are of significant impact upon other people. And I know we've got a job to do and I know we've got to keep the doors open and I know the partners need to make a profit or nobody would ever get into the business. But we need to be mindful about the realities of just how expensive things are when we're addressing these things. So client expectation in terms of cost is a big issue and is a huge detractor as, or sorry, a huge uh, proponent of why people don't like lawyers. They think they're too expensive and connected with too expensive is that they don't think they keep them up to date frequently enough. Contact with clients is another massive complaint that people have. They haven't been told what's going on. Their lawyers won't call them back. The only correspondence they seem to get are bills, and that's where it connects in with money, or updates to the estimate to make sure that we know it's going to be more expensive. So the second massive area of client complaint and why people have bad experiences with lawyers is the issue of contact. It's the ability to pick up the phone, return calls, keep people up to date, make sure they know what's going on, and 
that is a big issue to address and we'll be talking about that in a certain amount of time next week as well. So those are two. And what's the last one? The last one is going to be speed of delivery of service. And again, this comes down to managing expectations. Just like cost, if someone expects you to deliver something in a week because that's the expectation you have created in what you've said or what you've implied or you haven't discussed it at all and that's just what they thought was reasonable in their own brain and you take two weeks, then you've lost the game and that client won't believe you after time. Now, there might have been special circumstances but if you do that consistently enough, clients will simply stop believing you and it is a constant problem in terms of managing the expectation game. Given a choice, obviously... What you want to do is under-promise and over-deliver in terms of any of these things. And that way you're always playing the expectation game. Now, sometimes you just can't deliver. And the appropriate and best thing to do is, of course, to let the client know because it feeds into that second aspect that I spoke to about keeping them up to date. Don't necessarily just go silent. Keep them up to date. Explain what's going on. Tell them, unfortunately, something's come up. I won't be able to deliver the letter to you today, but I'm hoping to get it to you tomorrow or the next day. That way you've got that ongoing communication. They can tell you whether something was urgent or whether something there was some critical time frame that you didn't know about necessarily. And you might be able to rejig your priorities if it's especially important or it's going to be especially damaging to them if you don't deliver on what you said you were going to within that particular time frame. So those are really the biggest issues as to leading up to why people don't like lawyers. It is they've got an experience themselves That's gone particularly badly. And generally speaking, you'll have noticed the common theme there is that the lawyer hasn't managed the expectations properly. And that's resulted in them having a bad experience. Now, the final one, of course, in that category uh, is that they lost something that they didn't expect to lose in terms of a litigious case or in terms of a transaction that went wrong. It's not necessarily the lawyer's fault. Don't forget that this client has a bad impression of lawyers or hates lawyers or doesn't trust lawyers. But it does mean that in their mind, they didn't get something they were entitled to or things weren't managed in the way they expected. So that is for people who've experienced lawyers. And like I said before, the other categories, people who just haven't experienced lawyers and they've created in their head a persona of what a lawyer is like, of how legal practice looks and of what their experience in advance is going to be like. Now, next week, we're going to have a talk about how to manage those issues so that you can start to get a more positive approach towards dealing with client uh, who might have some issues with lawyers, who might have had issues in the past, or who might just not exactly know how to deal with a lawyer. You do come across a lot of clients who haven't necessarily dealt with a lawyer before, and so they might start with that slightly mistrusting, slightly uh, damaged relationship already, and it's partly your job to rebuild that relationship, to rebuild the trust and to manage their expectations in a way that ultimately leaves them with a more positive experience than they were expecting. And if you can do that time and time and time and time again, you're going to develop a reputation that's going to far exceed many of your peers in terms of client service. And ultimately, that's going to do you very, very well. If you're delivering constantly from the smallest, most insignificant client to the biggest one, then it's going to do wonders for your career. So we're going to talk about that more next week. Uh, I'm not going to promise to give you in the space of 20 or so minutes every tip in the history of the world about client management and how you can succeed in your career, but we're going to have a talk specifically about addressing people who don't necessarily trust lawyers to begin with and how you can start to rebuild that relationship of trust. 
So we started on the journey. We understand a bit more about why people don't necessarily like lawyers and why they might mistrust lawyers. Next week, we're going to talk more about those other things and how to start addressing it. If you need some more notes or want to revisit this, tipsforlawyers.com slash episode 012. And I look forward to talking to you next time.